and we are live. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. This is Ukradowski and Jason Burmis of WeAreChange.org here for our Sunday weekly recap show. And today is December 2nd, 2018, 7 p.m. Eastern, and we will be live for the next hour, two hours. We don't know however long this takes. This will take, but we're going to go over all the important news that happened. And we're going to be on uh, Facebook, on Periscope. The podcast of this episode will be available on iTunes later. But, of course, mainly, we're going to be talking to everyone on YouTube with a priority of your super chats that keep us free and independent and not corporate government shields for any bigger agenda that hurts you and manipulates you and uses you and takes advantage of you. We have a lot of that. We don't have a lot of this. And uh, that's why your super chats are always going to be a priority. Jason, my goodness, this was one of the craziest chaotic one of the weeks of this year for me personally a lot of craziness uh right now i am in southern california was just in tijuana uh was just in new york also earlier this week but a lot of madness not only in my life but all over the world how's yours looking like i mean my personal life it was actually a pretty uh, steady good week the snow melted a bit after the tundra that was the beginning of the week it's actually like 55 degrees out um, there was a tundra i missed the tundra uh my brother my brother we literally broke records here in otsego county the last recorded time i think like Otsego county that's i live in otsego county i'm an upstate new yorker and luke in 1889, they... You're I not they, an upstate New Yorker. You're a Canadian, virtually. Okay. If you're anywhere above the Bronx, you're Canadian. Um, to to you, city boy, maybe... Accept your Canuckness as a Canadian, Jason. To, to, to you, city boy, maybe, but definitely not here on this end. Hold on. We might people, be having some issues, People are man. saying that video's not yeah, working, but I, the audio's working. There it goes. It's back on. I just checked it, too. I just... Uh, that's weird. I, I yeah. saw it, too, on my end. I just uh, refreshed, and we're, we're, we're good to go. So it must have awesome. kicked out. Yeah. Well, uh, we're also going to be taking phone calls. Uh, we have a phone call where people could, could call into the show. And I think I like starting uh, the videos. Uh, people are saying, Luke, it's okay to be Canadian. I don't know. I could debate that. We could debate that later. But uh, I, th- I like taking phone calls in the beginning uh, of uh, these uh, live uh, broadcasts. We usually, we usually only take one, and then we go into the stories. Uh, let's do that uh, right now. What's the, what's the call-in number, Jason? The call-in number is 607-542-9184. That's 607-542-9184. Luke should be able to hear you this round, so uh, yeah, make your yeah. questions loud. You sound, like you're, you sound like you're selling some sham wows with that voice <laughs> Well, there. Luke Radowski. That was yeah. some proud anchor man kind of uh, phone number uh, <laughs> dialectic that you exposed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, I did some announcing for uh, Cooperstown Dreams Park, the biggest uh, little... Uh, park in the world for uh, kids that want to go to the Hall of Fame. In fact, Colin Kaepernick played there when he was a kid. Before he was kneeling, he was hitting homers. Now I see the status connection. <laughs> I don't I don't get any status connection there, Luke. Uh, but I would sit there and literally reel off about a hundred teams and their coach. So it would be, you know, like the, the Mississippi Mudrats all the way with their coach, Terry Taterton. You know, oh, just Lord. get in there. We're going to talk about this later. <laughs> but I have a lot of people in the comments right now asking me, Luke, am I, uh, Luke, are you in Paris? No, I am not in Paris right now. Right now I am in Southern California. Just left Tijuana yesterday after being with the caravan. Uh, utterly insane situation. We got a phone call. Let's take this phone call before we get into everything. You got it. You are live with We Are Change. What's your name? What would you like to talk about? 
Hi, my name is John. Um, I was wondering, what do you guys think is going to be the tipping point uh, in the global economic scheme down the road? I mean, we see this unrest in Paris. We see populism growing, nationalism growing. There seems to be a really tangible conflict of ideas. Uh, do we see a way out of this that's not going to be violent, or is there going to be some kind of tipping point that's going to tip us over the edge? You know, it's a kind of a thought experiment, but I want to know your opinion on that. Well, I appreciate that call, and me and Luke are going to take it. Um, Luke, I'd like to start with your video that you just did on the G20, where you were talking very, very much about this same subject, okay? And I thought it was insightful. Like, you were talking about basically how China has come up from the poorest country in the 70s all the way to the biggest. And I never thought we would see riots on the level we are in Paris, which we are now. And he's talking about the rise of populism. I pray to God that violence never comes to this country. But hey, the really weird thing, and this was also in the video, is that the dollar outperformed just about every other asset this year. This is a fiat currency backed with nothing but the military-industrial complex behind it. So where do you think the manipulations are going? Uh, we're going to wait on this call, my man. Well, that's a very insightful question. Thank you so much. I wish I had a magic uh, eight ball that would tell me the future, but we don't. We can only look at what's happening now and kind of look into the bigger trajectories that we have been on and expect the same. Uh, we have been seeing a lot of the global elite sustain this economic uh, system with just artificial numbers, with just bubbles that keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And this bubble could never pop or it could pop tomorrow. Let's just be completely honest with ourselves because no one could accurately predict what's going to happen because the system is based on total fraud. And it's not just the American system. It's the Chinese system. It's the Russian system. The Chinese are just as much in debt and have fake artificial GDP numbers, uh, just like the United States, if not more, especially with their fake real estate uh, boom bubble. And the United States and, and the Chinese economies are interlinked together and they're just as sensitive together. It could be a Chinese fall that would affect the United States. If it's a U.S. fall, it's going to affect China more and it's going to have a bigger impact. You look at the bigger protests, I mean, this is only going to happen more. Uh, we're going to get into this in just a little bit, especially specifically around France. But what's happening in France is a direct result because of these globalist big bankster policies that people are having enough of. We're seeing the far left and the far right come together in Paris. And this is a recipe uh, not only for uh, more troubles ahead, but this is something that's going to be preluded in other countries as, of course, the tightening noose is becoming tight, uh, tighter around the American people and our way of life. So, whew, I wish I had the magic eight ball, but looking at where we're going, I expect more uh, economic finagling, to be completely honest with you, more artificial boosting of the dollar. And um, I could be wrong, but this could go on for five years, 10 years, 20 years, even 30 years. This is one of the probabilities that people need to under entertain. Or it could pop tomorrow, it could pop in a week, it could pop next week, and people realize, holy crap, our whole economic system is, is based on lies. And I, I think that's why it's always best to be prepared for anything and everything, uh, to be smart, to be intelligent, to be rational, not just to have constant fear-mongering and kind of this kind of fear porn out there saying, it's all going to crash, it's all going to be doom and gloom. Uh, no, could be actually 20 years down the line that everything comes home to roost, that everything comes to realization to the majority of people. That's an aspect that people need to understand. Uh, but it's always smart to be prepared for everything. That's why I always say 15% of your income should be based on alternatives to the dollar. Um, 
That's why I say the biggest asset you have other than alternatives to the dollar, whether it's crypto, gold, silver, storable food, ammo, the biggest asset that people never talk about that is the most important one is your relationships with your family, with your neighbors, with your community, with the people in your city. That, that to me is going to be the most important thing that will pull people through no matter what. So uh, that's my answer to it. Be prepared for anything. No one has an answer. No one has a magic eight ball. No one can find out. Uh, and if someone says they know exactly what's going to happen, they're absolutely full of crap. Be prepared for anything. Could be tomorrow. Could be next day. Could be 30 years. Let's just be honest with ourselves and have this conversation um, and, un and just understand this, the situations we're involved in without letting emotions get the best of you. Uh, I hope I answered that uh, sufficiently. I think you did, Luke. I, I just want to add one more point. Talking about China, you know, and the fiat system, the bottom line is that economy is absolutely growing, absolutely growing. But the president saying that, well, the Federal Reserve is a bigger threat right now than China is huge. It's huge. We've never yeah. seen the type of collapse, but I, I didn't think we'd see it in France. I didn't think we'd see riots on the street like that in this country in these last few generations. You know what I'm saying, Luke? So yeah. it's, it's very hard for me to say that one day we're going to wake up and we're going to have a 1929 style like crash. We're almost 100 years away from it. We're, we're literally almost 90. I think we're almost at 90 years from that, right? Yeah, and the last time the dollar has rose up as significantly as it has, it has been right before this major kind of collapse. So expect anything to happen and expect this is this is why it's so unpredictable. The 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 bigger kind of elites, the bigger controllers, the bigger banksters have artificially manipulated the system so much it's unpredictable to understand where it's going to go from here. It normal economic systems work with inflation, deflation going up and down every 7 years. They have postponed that last move and everything's still going up and up and up. So that fall is going to be a lot bigger and very significant. That's why it's so unpredictable because it's not in our hands. It's not in logic's hands. It's not in math's hands. It's in the manipulator's hands that are trying to get away and steal as much money as they can for themselves, which they are, making themselves the richest people in the world that the humanity has ever seen throughout our existence, while people are having a very, the regular people are having a very hard time even surviving. Just like we're seeing in France with people uh, rioting, uh, normal people rioting, 80% people of support in riots because of the, the global living situation that they're under. Um, so, sorry, I cut you off, Jason. No, no, I, I just totally agree. I'm just saying that right now we have a president that is chiding the Federal Reserve in public. Uh, I don't think going far enough. But, hey, we know we're in a fiat system. We know nothing is backing the dollar. We know the IMF is giving out special drawing rights. So the bottom line is we've given almost all of our economic power over to a few banksters. You know, these globalists that are in there, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers. Remember when they merged back in 2000 and what was it, 17, Luke? 2017, they said, you know what? Or was that all the way back in 2012 now? Could have been back in 2012. I believe it was that right before that Bilderberg in Chantilly, Virginia. They've consolidated power on a huge level. They've made other nation states so subservient to them that they've gotten away with this. And that leads into what's going on with these yellow jackets. You know, we're going to get into it, but it started with oil and it's very much about taxation and oppression by the oligarchy. Yeah, taxation without representation, which again, most revolutions 
uh, have been pretty much this is what the American Revolution was fought after, uh, and uh, it's a, it's an extremely interesting developing situation in Paris that. Um, Again, we're gonna. I'm just gonna do a whole feature on this in just a little bit. But before we get into all of that, we took one phone call in the beginning. We're gonna take more phone calls all the way at the end of this broadcast. Uh, we're gonna do one major kind of monologue about Paris. Go through every story that happened this week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way to Sunday. Uh, that happened each day of the week. Uh, we should go over some of the new members and uh, super chats that we have in the chat room. Do you want to go over some of those, Jason? Sounds good to me, my man. Uh, we've got A.E. McKee as a new member. If you don't know what the members get, they get essentially everything uh, that we do. All of our bonus content gets uh, submitted over into the community for private members. You uh, get a little emoji. Do we have a Jason God, Berman I emoji. didn't put it up. I did. I actually edited it. <laughs> I'm angry, Jason. I see, angry I see the angry face. I see it. We'll get it up there. Um, you get the Luke emoji. You get the badge. When's the Jason emoji coming? I, we'll see. Maybe tonight. Let's see how much stuff tonight. I have to get to. Maybe, it may, tonight. Maybe, maybe it comes tonight. So you get all that stuff, but you actually get a lot more. Uh, please sign up for our email, by the way. Our email is free. Um, you know, the newsletter is out there. We really appreciate the memberships, and we will go to you in the uh, chat room because those things fly off. Bill Steinbeck, he's uh, given a super chat here. I think he might also be a member. If it's all, if it's against the law to lie to Congress, shouldn't every president be in jail? Yes, they should. <laughs> yes, uh, how about this? Yes, they should. Um, mm -hmm. Let's be honest. When we're talking about lying to Congress and that being against the law, it's selective enforcement not only for presidents, but political figures and figures of power alike. If they want you and they target you, they're getting you. They got yeah, that's what that's what most of the Mueller Russiagate <laughs> investigations are. Uh, the, the prosecutions are going after people lying. Uh, meanwhile, politicians lie all the time. But all the major convictions in the Russiagate investigation are for perjury, are for lying. So, again, selective enforcement, just like you said, Jason. Yes, and uh, we got a $5 super chat from Anxious Artificial Intelligence, and we really appreciate that. Thank you very much. I like that name. I, you know what? should be name of a rock band. I'm going to blow you up right now. Uh, I think I saw that thing in the comments, the, the little avatar. Who knows? Who knows who anxious artificial intelligence is? But she uh, she no. commented on how how you know baby faced and cute you were, and how she liked your nose. And it didn't sound like a. I mean, I don't even know if it's a she. It's a she avatar. I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble here. I don't want to misgender anybody. But we got one more. You'll go to you'll go to jail for that in New York. And she has blue <laughs> hair. She has blue no, hair that's lady. like a cartoon. I think uh, the economic truth. Nothing says, wrong with blue hair. Says the yellow wests are protesting the end of the fiat system without knowing it. Hidden tax of inflation creates a double whammy. Well, I guess that's their opinion. Luke, you're about to give your take on this, so maybe you want to handle that one. Uh, well, no, you got this one. Hold on, I'm preparing <laughs> everything for the France story. I mean, well, this is the France story. So he's saying the Yellow Wests are protesting uh, the end of the fiat system without knowing it. He basically thinks they're being used as dupes. Now, as far as being used as dupes, uh, I would say this. They were nonviolent up until a very short time ago. So the question does have to be asked whether agent provocateurs are there. And that doesn't mean that everybody that's being violent now is originally an agent provocateur. Things can escalate rather quickly in groups. And uh, we know they've used this type of uh, method before to squash legitimate protests, Luke. So that, that's one of the biggest angles that I really wanted to talk about here at this. Yeah, yeah, especially with mob mentality, as we have seen 
uh, as I even have seen in Tijuana here uh, just, you know, a few moments ago, a few days ago. But, yeah, let's jump into this Paris story because this is a major story that is not going away. We have to understand the protest here. These are not just random protests. These are protests that are going to be continuing. This is why I'm looking into actually going there the following Saturday to cover this live. But obviously for the past two weeks, every single Saturday, the streets of Paris have been filled with tear gas. And the videos that are coming out of Paris look like they're the streets of Iraq after an ISIS attack. It's utterly insane. Astonishing video coming, coming out of either people... Uh, attacking the police or the people uh, getting attacked by police. There's incredible, insane video of police officers just jumping in on individuals and individuals jumping back, making the police irrelevant in many of these major street clashes. Now, should you be scared or happy that this is happening? Well, we have to understand here what is first happening here. We are seeing the far left and the far right, Antifa and the alt-right, come together, put on yellow vests, and protest against the current establishment, especially against the police officers. This started all because of an anti-fuel tax, but it has led to a bigger protest against the cost of living and, of course, taxation. Because, as we all know, there are very high taxes in France. A lot of people pay for a lot of socialist uh, policies, a lot of government bureaucracy. A lot of the corporate elite banker people don't pay that many taxes. And of course, this has brought on a huge disservice by the French people who are protesting and demonstrating. They have a history of protesting and demonstrating. And people are saying that the protests that are happening right now, these riots are the worst that have happened in over 50 years. We have already seen 412 people arrested, over 100 people injured just yesterday alone, and I have to say, what do you expect when you have a Rothschild banker as the president of France? His policies were, of course, cheered on by the mainstream media, by all the globalists. All the people were supporting him, saying he's going to be the next JFK. He's going to be the best leader that France has ever seen, and the people of France are revolting against him because of his initiation of this kind of tax uh, hike on first, you know, gas, but you have to understand here that this man is not a populist, a moderate, not this JFK-like man that the mainstream media brought him up to be. He is a neoliberal. He is a Rothschild banker that is putting on these bigger globalist policies that are becoming more transparent and utterly undeniable. This is why eight in ten French people support the protest and shutting down Paris. This is the state that the French government is in where the majority of people are saying enough, shut it all down, we are sick and tired of the old ways, we are sick and tired of this new president, we are sick and tired of these taxes, we are sick and tired of being held responsible, footing the bill, while the people who are connected to power, the corruption, the bureaucrats, they're able to get away and not have to pay for any of the responsibilities that we have to. And it's not just, uh, you know, again, 
just just the far radicals here, the far left and the far right, taking uh, advantage of these situations and causing violence in the streets here. It's the majority of people, eight in ten, and also the firefighters. There was even a demonstration by the firefighters that turned their backs on the elected officials, showing, of course, their support to uh, the bigger yellow jacket protest movement. This has reached such a critical level that Macron right now is considering declaring a state of emergency inside of Paris right now, and everything looks almost as if this was Ukraine right before the revolution that took place in 2014. These are major numbers. 80% of the French people view and consider Macron's insufficient with the actions as the neoliberal globalist Rothschild president that he is. And to me, seeing how the media is covering this, focusing only on the violence, not on the bigger aspects, not on the bigger issues here, but highlighting this as a detrimental thing makes me believe that this is actually something uh, for the better. Because again, the mainstream media manipulates a lot of protest movements. Whenever there's protests that fit the globalist agenda, the mainstream media promotes them. The mainstream media runs with them. The mainstream media does the PR for them. Whenever a protest movement threatens authority, especially high authority, that causes a lot of the problems that we're dealing with, a lot of times you only see the violence. But again, this is something that is far more beyond than just street clashes that we're seeing. This is a national outrage and revolt that I'm going to get a better clarity on by being there next Saturday. So definitely stay tuned to this YouTube channel. Your support, your donations, your super chats mean the world to us and allow us to continue to do this. I travel hack, by the way. Uh, so costs for travel don't cost me anything. Accommodations, usually it's uh, some cheap Airbnb or, or, or hotel or whatever. It doesn't matter. But your support is crucial uh, to this independent media operation. And that's why we're going to be there to investigate everything that's happening uh, in this insane, utterly insane, chaotic situation that is unfolding in Paris, France right now. That's my take on it, Jason. What do you think? And also, it's interesting because um, one last thing that I wanted to bring up all the reports I'm seeing, they're blaming the police on the violence for first uh, throwing the tear gas into the crowds that were predominantly peaceful. That's the reports that I'm seeing. What are you seeing on the ground there? Well, I got to tell you, it's just craziness in some of these videos. We can't show you the videos because it'll become age-restricted. Um, if you go over to my Twitter feed, I recently retweeted, uh, I can actually maybe bring one of them up where you just see people running, and it's actually from Bo Derek. You know who Bo Derek is, the actress? Nope. So she's a 70s bombshell. She's in the movie 10. Uh, very beautiful. She's Tommy Boy's mom. She's the evil uh, stepmother in Tommy Boy. And she happened to be in a hotel in Paris, like right on the main drag. And she tweeted just hundreds of people running away from flash grenades being fired on the street. That's insane. Now, there's another video I've retweeted. And you've got what, again, someone outside of a window focusing on police, three police chasing one protester. And they're giving it to them. They're giving them the business, Luke. And you think that's horrific enough? Another three, four guys step in and start. They could have killed this guy. They start giving him the business. So Yeah, one person is critically injured because protesters were actually tearing down an entire fence that landed on a bunch of people. So it's important to note that one person is critically injured, but it's also important to note that 
I can't believe that more people aren't seriously hurt. I covered a lot of different protests in Paris. I was there when they were literally throwing Molotov cocktails. The video's on our uh, YouTube channel. I've been to Paris so many times, tear gas everywhere. They protest everywhere. But people are saying this is totally different. Bringing together the far left and the far right, causing this huge mass movement that 80% of the people there support. This is something major here. This is something that the mainstream media is not covering correctly. And this is something to look out for because it's not going to end anytime soon. And not only that, it, it resurrected itself rather quickly. They organized in May of this year, uh, literally six months ago, and didn't hit the streets until November 17th. So we've only seen them in action for two weeks. And remember, uh, the vast majority of those two weeks, I'd say 10 days, there was no violence whatsoever. There was somebody who was run over. But now what you're seeing, I mean, you're seeing people try to storm buildings together. Uh, you're seeing police rush people pull them down the streets. And like you said, when you, like for instance, that article, the media is trying to spin it that they think Macron should take more police action. 80% say there. And then in that same article, they say 60% of the populations behind the yellow jackets. But if you go to even the most mainline outlet, Wikipedia, they admit the real poll numbers are somewhere, I believe, between 73 and 88%. That's an overwhelming amount of people that are saying, you know what? I'm fed up with being taxed without representation. I'm fed up with the oligarchs not paying any taxes whatsoever. I'm sick of the corporate corruption. And all of that is 110% correct. Now, there's a caveat to that. You just did that video about the G20. Every single leader except for Trump signed on to the climate uh, agreement. Now, that includes France. And what people don't understand is that money is taxation being taken from the people and then given to these companies so they can work into a better solution where there are less carbon emissions. I'm sure that's what they're doing with the money, Luke. I'm sure they're not yeah. just pocketing the profits. I'm sure it's not yeah. a big scheme. Yeah, that's the most ridiculous thing that I have ever heard. We need to help fight global warming by taxing the average person. Meanwhile, U.S. military is the biggest polluter in the entire world. No one talks about that. Uh, no one talks about all the tax havens and all the tax incentives and all the help and support the corporatists get. We have socialism and communism for the super elite wealthy. Meanwhile, everyone else is just like, yeah, screw off, buddy. We're going to have some uh, uh, laissez-faire capitalism for you. But everyone else is getting the upper hand. And this is something that uh, I think is becoming more and more apparent. There's an unfair advantage. Government is there to create that manipulation uh, to help. Uh, they're mafiosos out because it's again to me in my my point of view government is just mafiosos uh but but that's a whole different agreement we could hold you know, get in a whole different argument just around that well we could get in a big argument about that and i don't think that that's something we need to do here all i can say is this this is absolutely bringing out the worst in people law enforcement is looking bad here okay some of these protesters you know how i am luke uh, I've covered some of these events, and I got to tell you, man, I really don't love wearing a mask because I'm trying to block my face. Now, you were just down uh, in Mexico in the caravan. You're wearing a mask for health reasons. I totally get that, 110%. But when you're hiding your identity, I'm sorry. Listen, I want people to see my face. I want to let them know who I am. Then why don't we have the Jason emoji? <laughs> And, and it depends. Uh, is it, it showing up in protests? But, 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 but Jason, it also depends, man. I mean, if we're, if we're like protesting Saudi Arabia or a very oppressive regime that acts unfairly and persecutes people and punishes people for standing up for their rights, 
I think some in some cases you should you should have to cover your mouth. You should have to hide your identity, especially with a bigger surveillance police state that is being built all around us, targeting people who are against the system. So I, I kind of disagree with you on some aspects of that. I mean, to me, again, I, I think Martin Luther King uh, Jr. had it right. I think uh, nonviolent uh, protest, civil unrest, that's great. And, I, and again, I want people to, I want them to see my face when I'm abused. You know, when I catch one of those cancers. I don't, I don't want to be abused, Jason. Well, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. I, 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 just... I don't know what you're into. I don't know what stuff you're talking about Oh, there. yeah, now, now we're going to get the finish. They have a specific category for that, I think, on uh, a lot of the adult websites. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I don't even know how to address that anymore, Mr. Rudowski, but I will say yeah, this. I don't want to be abused. Uh, I don't think people should be abused. I think we should stand up for our rights. And I, I agree. Think, uh, we shouldn't let mafias governments uh, take advantage of us and it starts with us being smart being intelligent educating ourselves empowering ourselves with information and not falling for a lot of the tricks and dividing contra schemes that they have against us so I think this is the ultimate solution information knowledge is power that's why I do what I do that's why we're called we are changed because I believe in this overall message that we could be better by uh, having the right information right in front of us and that's why I go to Tijuana uh, I want to go to Paris I want to go to all these places to show people hey hold on here uh, let's actually see what's happening here. Let's actually get a fair perspective and not just a bigger divide and conquer agenda, which sadly the people of the caravan were used for. I feel I feel a lot of empathy for the people in the caravan in Tijuana because they ultimately have been used. They have been pushed. Uh, they have been manipulated. They have been hurt severely. Sorry, I'm literally in the streets here just driving to uh, around Los Angeles. Okay, that should be better. Um, the, the bigger point that I'm trying to make here is that uh, inform yourselves, control your emotions, and uh, understand that uh, you shouldn't be a glutton for punishment. Uh, life is not about getting abused. Life is about living it to the fullest and uh, living in a free, prosperous life. And the best way to do that is without anyone telling you what to do or how to do it and controlling you like government or mafia. My own personal point of view, Jason disagrees, but that's okay. Should we get to the Super Chats, or is there anything else you want to say, I, Jason? I would just say this. Um, one of the other big reasons I don't want to cover my face is I think that the most effective protest is to actually humanize yourself and Is there a bigger mass? Is there a mass big enough? For that big face of mine? Or that big mouth? I don't know. But I, I'm just... My nose, dude. Having oh, a mask oh, your my nose. nose. That's just difficult, man. Oh, come on now. You can bandana that. You have. Anyway, <laughs> you just, come on, old school, you posse that. We'll get you a little hat, cowboy hat and that, and like maybe even a fake mustache. Anyway. Nothing works hiding this nose. Okay. There's no way I could ever hide my identity anywhere. Okay. All I'm saying is this, Luke. I want to have a conversation with the person that I'm across from. I want them to realize I'm a human being. And it's a lot harder for people to relate to you if you're wearing a hoodie and you're wearing a black mask and you're screaming at them, telling them that they're a libtard or a snowflake or a cuck on the, you know, th those things don't work. You understand? And that's aggressive. Let's have a conversation. You know, if we're all just, I'm so mad, let's protest. Maybe that's going to work, or maybe people are going to get shot with rubber bullets. Oh, they have. They're getting shot with rubber bullets. So I'm just saying to you that I don't think it's as effective. I think the people should result, revolt, rise up. But you got a very weird guy as your president. I mean, let's talk about it. Not only is he a Rothschild investment banker, right? And again, anytime you bring that up, 
Uh, here's the mainstream media take on it. Oh, French Jewish leader blasts politician who calls Macron President Rothschild. You can't even make that uh, comment that he was an investment banker. But this is a guy who met his wife when he was 15 years old, and she was his music teacher. And we're not talking about his young 22-year-old music teacher. She yeah, was I, I was in Paris when he was elected during, of course, the presidential election. And that was a major talking point. And it was weird seeing him with her. So, uh, so if people don't know, she was 39. She's 63, I believe, right now. 62 or 63 years old. He's 39. He's a year old. You know, he's my age. I'm 39. I keep forgetting how old I am. Oh, I hate getting old. But my point being is this is a person that was groomed into power and some very odd situations from a very young age. And uh, obviously, with connections to being a Rothschild investment banker, you have to be a pretty cutthroat person. I found it kind of funny when another cutthroat person, uh, Ben Salman, I'm not, I'm not calling him a hero, I'm not trying to talk him up, but when he laughed in his face at the G20, that was some good stuff. That's some good geo. Oh, I do listen to you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was that was uh, interesting. I can't believe that actually came out there. But uh, yeah, did, we did a whole video about the G20. If you want to get our full rundown on that, just go to our YouTube channel. Released another video making a prediction about what would happen with the caravan that came out to be true. Uh, also released today. Let's get some of these super chats and let's go over the stories Monday through Sunday and then take phone calls. Uh, but the first super, uh, the next super chat we have here is by Soul A. She says, "What you're drinking makes you curse perfectly in Spanish, Luke. Stay safe. Uh, good." cutie oh, good thank you <laughs> thank you so much soul I, I appreciate that wonderful message and uh, if you want to know what she's talking about uh, obviously I've been at the caravan which is a very unsanitary uh, place where a lot of diseases and uh, a lot of people are sick so I've been doing my best best to take care of myself I've been wearing masks like antibacterial but also having a good diet I had major surgeries as well uh, in Tijuana, major dental surgeries. Um, so obviously, I've been like Instagramming my like work and work in progress and trying to be healthy. Uh, and one of them is me drinking lemon, uh, ginger, uh, cayenne juice every morning. Uh, and uh, those things are nasty. And I always eloquently curse in Spanish before taking those on my Instagram stories. If you guys want to see that, uh, check me out on my uh, Instagram. Uh, and that's what Soul's talking about. We got another one by. Uh, Shinzu Music says, love you guys. Thank you so much. Love you for all your support and all your help. Again, without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Uh, you want to get the next ones, Jason? Yeah, let's get to the next one. Sorry, I'm looking at the... We got 7783. That's, yeah, 7783. I don't want to say that because I don't want to get uh, demonetized, but thank you for the $2 super chat. Avataz, who is also a uh, member, says, happy Sunday, folks. Who, what is burning more, Paris or George Herbert Walker Bush? One less globalist shill in the world. Let me just say this. I will be talking about George Bush. Uh, that's obviously going to be one of the weekly stories. We do not bask in death here. But I promise you, I have got a whole lot to say on that story. And I think I'm going to be taking a few angles that I haven't even taken in the past with the media coverage. By no means um, did you see as much hero worship as you did with the McCain death. Uh, but it also, you didn't see as many challenges either. So that's going to be a really interesting topic, but we're going to get to that down the line, so stay tuned um, for the Bush legacy. And then we have anxious artificial intelligence again. Need to clear up my pick. Is it fake? 
Oh, it's not. La laugh out loud. Sup, Luke? Well, Luke, you are quite the ladies' man on the internet today, my friend. Well, that, that's good. We like uh, we like to have a ladies' audience. It's good stuff. I, I am speechless on that. I don't know what to say about that, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, well, do you want me to transition okay. into that first story of the week? This came out Monday, and it was an exclusive. I can't even believe it got printed and where it got printed, Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go over the first story. So this is Monday's story with uh, from the Daily Mail. You love the Daily Mail, Jason. I got to tell you, it's a great aggregate for news. And like I said, this was an exclusive, and it was hard for me to pass up. I want to read the title to people, and then we're going to read some things that are pretty startling in here. Show you some media spin. Revealed the Hungarian Schindler who saved George Soros from Nazi death squads during the occupation by hiding him behind a cupboard. Yes, this benevolent gentleman that saved George Soros. Well, if you just scroll down. <laughs> just scroll yeah, didn't down. George Soros say he like, uh, like was helped participate? Let me uh, tell you. In a lot of these activities. Happy time. He talked about being a happy time. He didn't have any regrets. But let me, let me give you some news. This was an exclusive. You know, even talking about this on YouTube has shut channels down. I know other people... Uh, what was I think it was Dan Dix who had a video about George Soros that had a strike on his channel because he was just talking about some of this history. Uh, well, listen, but, I'm, I'm just yeah, going to continue on to our own pearl. pearl what's, what's the word here? Peril? No, it's not peril. peril. Again, I, I'm going to read from the article. This isn't this isn't Jason Burmis about to tell you this, but that guy right there, he helped confiscate Jewish property. Now. This reveals for the first time I've ever seen, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but he posed as a Christian. Basically, the father uh, separated the family so everybody would survive. I'm not one of these guys that thinks that he was like, woohoo, I can't wait to work for the Nazis. Nazis, Nazis. People are victims of circumstance, okay? So what the father did is he broke the family up. He gives them to this guy who's basically an auditor for the Nazis. He goes in and takes Jewish property. In this article, it is revealed, I'm going to hit the control F button so we can find it. His name was, Blonde George, meanwhile, was given the name Kiss Sander. So during the Nazi occupation, George Soros went uh, by the name Kiss Sander. Now his father, in this article, it says his father confirmed, indeed, I've got to find the exact quote because I want to read it. I don't want to, I don't want to be fake news, Luke. Okay? After the war, Soros' father claimed that his son, then 14, okay, charmed collaborationist officials. So that means people that worked with Nazis, okay? Collaboration. This is his dad. During the confiscation, this is the man that took care of him and audited them. They had to then take the property. So what this the father is saying is he charmed those collaborators who were taking property from the Jewish people and even helped Bombeck draw, draw up an inventory of the quote-unquote stolen property. So in other words, he helped the guy write up what they would take from people and he buddied up with the collaborators himself. Now again, these are tough times. But to not have any remorse for that in interviews like we just talked and refer to it as maybe when you're a teenager, you feel like you're an invincible look. You feel like you're invincible. It was actually happy time. 
Happy time, Luke. So this yep. was a uh, Daily Mail exclusive. Did not get any play in the media. This is the guy that took care of him. His name was Cassander. He, by his father's admission, worked with Nazi collaborators. It's not debatable. Yep, yep, and we have to understand that this is an exclusive by the Daily Mail, but I haven't seen it anywhere else in the mainstream media. And a lot of critical coverage of George Soros has been either censored, deleted, or just ultimately stopped by a lot of people after, of course, the fake pipe bombs were sent to him by uh, the lunatic, when was it, what was it, from Florida? Uh, and uh, ever since that issue, YouTube has been working uh, to censor anyone criticizing George Soros, especially bringing up these specific issues about his childhood, which are, again, very complicated issues, but do deserve some hindsight and do deserve to be looked into. So uh, I just want to correct you for a second. Yeah. Correct you for a second. Yeah. Soros got um, his package supposedly hand-delivered to his mailbox a couple days before those incidents, and it was never tied into those incidents. That's something we covered saying, hey, this is really weird. It's quite the coincidence that two days before these packages start showing up, somebody supposedly walked it up to Soros's mailbox. And for people that don't know, Soros's assistant actually took that package. It's never, it was never shown. We don't know whether it looked like the others or whatever. Uh, took it into the woods, got the bomb squad out there, and they're the ones that took care of that. So I just wanted to correct you there so we're not fake news. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was saying, well, he was saying like fake uh, pipe bombs right before the major kind of pipe bomb uh, news story kind of uh, went around everywhere along the mainstream media, correct? Yes, yes, exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, they, they weren't connected? They, they never connected them, which I thought was the most bizarre thing ever. So Because, I, because I guess, that guy had a picture of George Soros on his van. Yeah, well, not only, yes, he did. And But if you think about it, in order for him to hand deliver that one and have it be found two, it was either two or three days before the others in the news, that would make it more that he didn't send them from Florida. And remember, there were the questions of why there weren't postmarks on there, that there may have been more to the story. I, again, I'm not saying there is. Uh, we just reported on what the actual facts were. We showed you what they looked like. We showed you some analysis. Uh, we never said, hey, this is definitely a false flag. Uh, we, we said, hey, mental illness is also out there. But it was very odd. And uh, Soros was a target of something similar to that, at the very least. Yeah, interesting story, good find. Hopefully our channel won't be taken down. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so All right, uh, what's Tuesday's story? Well, Tuesday's story, also huge stories. Huge stories this week that were just buried, Luke, and really not talked about enough. S the Senate actually voted uh, to get us out of this Yemen war, and that's what it is. It's, it's not a conflict... Um, it's not like I just assisting. It's a war, and we're killing and starving people, Luke. And I'm very, very happy to say that again. This doesn't guarantee we're going to get out of it, but 63 well, to 37. Probably going to veto this. I know. Oh, I I pray he does. That would be the worst. Come on, Mister Non-Interventionist. All you people out there that were Trump training and telling me, you know, he was anti-war, and I I warned you. I said, hey, man. This guy could get taken in by some war hawks, and he sure has. The Bolton Yeah, I mean, train. Mike Pompeo, the former CIA head, said ending support for the Saudi-led war would be, quote, untimely. That's the statement we're getting untimely. from creating the worst humanitarian crisis in the world right now, created by your tax dollars, by the way. Yes, and again, it's not just 
bombing buses with Raytheon missiles, folks. It's causing them to be starved out. It disgusts me. These are human. Look at that child right there. Look at that kid. Yeah, have some humanity. Realize these are real people. This isn't just a land far away. This is part of us as a civilization. You know, while we sit here and bicker about gender mis misnomers and, you know, social butterflies and snowflakes, people are getting smart bombed to the tune of trillions of dollars in profit globally. And it sickens me. And it's got to stop. And again, Bernie Sanders, I don't, I don't feel the burn very often, Luke, you know, but I give, I give politicians credit where credit is due. He got up there for like 15 minutes and he laid it out. And he said, this is ridiculous. So bravo, Bernie Sanders. You get a golf clap from Jason Burmis. More people need to come out against this war. We need to end A very it. slow golf clap since his own submission to the Hillary Clinton war machine helped create a lot of the bigger problems that we're facing right now. And his uh, faking out of his supporters and not standing up for his ideas. Uh, slow golf clap. <laughs> Again, I said I didn't feel the burn very often, but I felt it on that one. On to uh, Wednesday's story, my friend. Wednesday's story is uh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know what people expected, but hello to automation. I, I don't know really if this is any better, seeing about who works at McDonald's, but I, and I'm not trying to bash you. Take any job you can. Not everybody that works at McDonald's is a bad person. or Listen. I know plenty of people that have actually made careers out of that and made some good money over 20 years, actually giving them an opportunity. But the bottom line, when you have the lowest common denominator burger and everybody is ordering their own food and touching the new little touch screens, the kiosks that are replacing people, it's the beginning, the very, this is the very beginning, the dawn of automation and replacing human beings. And we're going to do it to the tune of poo found on every single one of these touchscreens. Think to yourself, how many people get a 99-cent double cheeseburger a day? And how many of them are 200 pounds overweight in this country, wearing a wife beater with uh, skinny jeans on, with the crack of their ass hanging out? Is this a shock, Luke? No, it's not a shock, and it's kind of scary and kind of depressing. There's a, lot, there's a lot more butt pickers out there than you realize, uh, which, which should make you realize no one's perfect. And uh, wash your hands after. Uh, just don't go. Just don't go to McDonald's. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to your, your 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 family. Don't do it to your loved ones. Just don't. Just don't go there, please. I mean, I feel like the next challenge, Luke, out there should be just dudes walking in. Now, this would this would get views. You trying to start a YouTube channel? You got you got jackass mentality. You should film yourself going to numerous McDonald's and just licking down the touchscreen up and down. You get a million, a million hits the first day. A million hits the first day. You'd be a sensation. And then you get what is it? Typhoid. I don't know. Hepatitis. I don't know exactly what you're gonna get, but it's probably gonna be a, a bad hepatitis. time. Hey, man, just antibiotic up. Get in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of diseases now that are uh, resistant, becoming resistant to antibiotics, and that's terrifying. That's gonna be another threat to civilization that a lot of people are not realizing. Doctors are just prescribing and throwing out antibiotics for every little darn thing. 
uh, and a lot of people are becoming resistant to them, especially if they don't finish their exact cycles. A lot of it is being uh, defecated into our public drinking water because the filtration system can't filter out the nanoparticles in a lot of these bigger medicines. Already, a lot of our drinking water has antibiotics in there, and this is creating a huge, huge problem, and it's because of our... Uh, bodies not being as healthy as they used to be, our bodies being under attack. And the biggest way they attack us is, of course, with nutrition. Ultimately, when you're looking at a McDonald's cheeseburger, you're looking at weaponized heroin in the form of mouth joy for five seconds. That's what you're looking at. And it is weaponized in a way where it takes away your life force. It takes away from your existence here on this human planet. There's vegetables, there's fruits but they are not chemically engineered as much as that cheeseburger is to make you addicted to it, to make you wired to it, to make you a pathetic, self-sabotaging hog that is killing yourself. Wake up, humanity, and stop eating the murder burger, McDonald's bullcrap, psychological warfare that is programmed against you. This is why they have yellow and red. This is why they play sad music. This is why they are psychologically engineered and bringing many scientists that study the mind and create jingles and create things that will be stuck in your head so you're always thinking about them and it is something that needs to be addressed because they are playing on the worst human weaknesses of the human mind to make a profit and they are making a profit hand over fist. And the only way to stop them is to be informed about what is actually happening. Sorry, I just had to go on the rant there. Murder burgers. No more murder burgers. Murder burger? <laughs> no murder burgers. No, seriously, when you start looking into addiction and self-sabotaging behaviors, uh, food uh, is one of the, the worst ways that people sabotage themselves, um, especially not taking care of themselves, especially not properly eating, all for, what, five seconds of enjoyment in your mouth hole? Seriously. Um, when you look at the bigger context of it, what you put in your body is pretty much the fuel that you have within yourself, it, it, it affects your mind, it affects every aspect of it. Your gut is linked to your brain. All your bodies are interacting together. If you have a crappy diet, you're going to have a crappy attitude and you're going to have a crappy life. Uh, and really, small micro changes in your existence will lead to a better, bigger, significant change in our overall lifestyles and the way we conduct our lives uh, and the way we live all together. Uh, exercising, eating right. Those small changes have such a profound impact, even though they sound so insignificant, uh, that it's really, really critically important to keep bringing up and keep telling everyone, hey, uh, fix yourself before you try to fix the world. That's the journey I've been on. Uh, I'm going to be sharing more of that, of course, in the email newsletter uh, that we have on wearechange.org. So make sure you go to wearechange.org, sign up on our email list if you want to uh, see what I'm personally doing. Uh, to try to fix myself because all of us are screwed up and uh, it's really all of us. It's up to all of us to try to make ourselves better. Well, I'd also like yeah. to say this. And one of my favorite sayings, uh, Luke, is nothing uh, tastes as good as skinny feels. And that's so true. I know you've always been a skinny dude, uh, but you know, for some of us out there that have hit that 237 mark, almost 240, uh, I got, you know, I, I, I can use to lose a few pounds right now myself, but the truth is you do feel not only when you're skinny, but when you are in shape, when you are active, people think that you're going to have less. Oh, I'm going to just be so tired. The truth is after you run that mile, after you pick up those weights, you feel a lot better during the day. You're energized. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you look forward to things. It has such a profound effect 
on your mental state. Uh, you just got to get through that barrier of the first couple weeks of pain. And then you really end up just wanting to... That pain is so small. Small in comparison to the gains you have mentally and physically that it's a joke. And uh, I just want to let people know that's a real thing. And anybody can do it. You can be better than you were yesterday. You don't have to be the best out there. You ain't got to be an Olympic runner. You ain't got to dunk a basketball. All right? Uh, but you can take that walk. You can dribble that ball. And you can shoot inside hoops. I'm one of those little mini hoopsters. It all starts with the small decisions you make in your life. And, and your diet is, is one of them. So make sure you choose wisely. Um, just like Yoda said, your thoughts become your, uh, what was it? Thoughts, uh, ideas, uh forgot the whole Yoda quote. You I know, know what I, I, I don't know. Yeah, thought, Yoda quote thought, inspiration. You'll probably find it. I know thoughts become actions, and it's very true. On to the uh, next day stories. Was this Wednesday? I believe this is Wednesday. Wednesday stories. Yeah, 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 this Monday, was Tuesday, an Tuesday. interesting story. This is actually Thursday. Did this Thursday. guy say anything controversial? No. No, he didn't. This is Thursday's story. Uh, Mark Lamont Hill is fired from CNN. I'm going to read you what he said. Uh, I, I didn't even – I did not know what he said. I haven't even followed Oh, my God. He, he basically – I mean – I think he went lighter than, say, Abby Martin, who's done, I think, the most critical work in Palestine. He basically called for pre-1967 borders. Uh, if we are standing in solidarity with the Palestinian people, we must recognize the right of an occupied people to defend itself. Hill said during a portion of his speech comparing the Palestinian movement with the American Civil Rights Movement. He's right. We must prioritize peace, but we must not romanticize or fetishize it. And uh, in his speech, he said this on Twitter, in my speech, I talked about the needs to return to the pre-1967 borders. That's what Jimmy Carter, our former president, has said. Uh, to give full rights to Palestinian citizens of Israel and to allow uh, the right to return. No part of this is a call to destroy Israel. It's absurd on its face. And I completely agree with the guy. And uh, this is how they treat you, Luke. I, they fire you. They fire you from... Uh, America's News Network, the most trusted well, name in news. <laughs> well, this just shows us what kind of times we're living in and what times we're going into. We're going to total censorship. You can't criticize, uh, you know, any form of authority. You can't criticize any special interest that, of course, people have a monetary gain to because everyone's looking up for themselves in their own best interest. We have to be aware that uh, this story needs to get out there because it is chilling to see this happen on the mainstream level which is only going to, of course, expand and reverberate to, of course, the alternative media, which has already been getting hit uh, for talking about lesser things uh, than uh, what this guy said uh, on, a, you know, of the former CNN guy. Uh, so, again, absolutely terrifying what's happening. And what's really uh, bad, Luke, is the bottom line is you can't have legitimate criticism of Israel without being smeared everywhere. Again, just talking about, for instance... Um, Macron's association with the Rothschilds, which he has, you're an anti-Semite. You're not allowed to talk about that. Um, when someone like Mark Lamont Hill says, look at these Palestinian people, their borders have been encroached on, there's a huge wall, the military presence there is absurd, and they're being oppressed. Yes, they are. That's a real thing. And, I, and you, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to all the real anti-Semites out there. You do the real people like this, who's doing a good thing and telling the truth, a huge disservice. A huge disservice. When you spread your hate and your race-based nonsense, you screw over those Palestinian people that you, in your twisted, warped little mind, think you're helping. You're not helping them, okay? You're giving yeah. ammo for these people at the ADL, 
to come after yeah. actual a problem critics. cannot be solved from the same energy that it was created and that's why all this hateful angry uh kind of bigotry will never suffice to any tor- towards any solution and needs to be addressed and i'm happy you made that point because it's an important point uh you cannot become your very own worst enemy and uh, what these people are doing is extremely detrimental to whatever they think they're doing but again a lot of it is also disinformation a lot of it is also um, psychological warfare and uh, paid online trolls government trolls trying of course to manipulate uh, public opinion trying to of course give a perception that is not true and this is why Israel the United States Saudi Arabia have online paid trolls and whole programs within their military to, of course, send out disinformation and try to sway public opinion. And this is why I think we're seeing some of the comments that we're seeing, uh, not because it actually exists, but because it's a great weapon to try to cl- uh, close off any dissent um, against those actual powers. And I think uh, it's been a strategy that they've been using, and it's been working. Uh, and uh, it's something that we're not going to play to. It's something that we're not going to encourage. Uh, and something that uh, needs to be addressed. No, absolutely. And again... Um, uh, Avatas, one of our members, said plenty of online paid trolls in here, low. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I would agree. Uh, anyone going against the system, of course, is monitored, uh, is looked at, uh, is, is, you know, closely... They, they want to control the, the discourse. They want to control the conversation. They control who sees your videos, who doesn't see your video. And, uh, of course... They also have a huge part in the comment system that you guys are being a part of. So every time you're looking at comments, also understand a lot of those comments could be manipulated. Um, so be aware of that as well. 100%. Let's move on to Friday's story. And uh, this one's actually a lot spookier uh, than I think people realize. I thought this was pretty crazy, but this is also going to show you the future. Get ready for it. Yes, Apple has actually put together a patent for sensors for an eye sheet. Let me repeat that. You're, you, we're not just talking about... Ice sheet sounds, it rolls off the tongue very easily. <laughs> Ice sheet. Ice sheet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My point is, Luke, that everything is becoming digitized. It's not just a track trace database society in your purchases and consumerism and what you talk about, but they're going to be putting sensors in sheets to see how you sleep at night. Let me, I mean, if that's not alarming to people, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I sheet uh, <laughs> after listening to this story. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I want to show this. It's right behind me right here. But we're looking at it, and this is the actual structure. And remember, with nanotechnology, and nanotechnology now well into 30 years, three decades of existence, you're going to see more and more sensors like this. So it's not just going to be your sheets. It's going to be your headphones that you're wearing. It's going to be your hats. Your watch already has all sorts of sensors. Remember, your phone has an accelerometer and a gyroscope. And those are built-in sensors. But they're going to get smaller and smaller and smaller, and they are going to be part of your clothes. Leah Leah Stu says... uh... Will they use ice sheets at McDonald's? <laughs> that's Lee Stewie. That's uh, that's press for truth right there. Yeah, 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 yeah Lee Stewie. Yeah, yeah, Lee. And I it, said that right. <laughs> well, uh, guys, if you don't know Lee, uh, you should check out her work. She does some great work as well. And thank you for being in the comments section. But yeah, technology is going really far, and this is where we're at today. Think about that. Your sheets. Would you think 
that when you and who's gonna buy this? I'll tell you who's gonna buy this. The people that buy the iPhone, they're like, you get a free bed set with the iPhone 15. <laughs> you're gonna get this awesome bed set, and it's it's gonna know how many times you're bumping and grinding. It's gonna know. You I'm know, waiting for the rectal implants. The oh, iPhone rectal implants. It's coming. They're I, coming. <laughs> they're if they're not already uh, in development right now. The rectal implants probably already uh, exist in China. All I, right, Friday story. Or Saturday story. <laughs> I agree. Well, here's the big one, and um, I, I you want to go off on this? Uh, I'm gonna. I can't. I can't help. Should myself. we even go after? Let's 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 because I it's late. My my I have to go and and do a whole bunch of stuff. And we still want to take a little bit of phone calls. Should we end Sunday story? I don't think Sunday story is that that big and important. It's well, just Elon Musk being told to stop smoking and drinking unless yeah. you find it important. No, well, the only reason I was going to talk about the Musk story, and let's do it quick, I guess, right now, is the fact that guys basically become a cartoon character at this point. Uh, he shut <laughs> down the tunnel system this week, Luke. Uh, that's no longer happening. The underground tunnel's over with. His boring company is a joke. He's been filed by the SEC. He's lost his power. And now I, I'm, the next thing I think that's going to be crushed is SpaceX. In another interview earlier in the week, he was talking about how Tesla was literally two weeks away from closing. And this is after he's manufactured false numbers of profits. So my point is that this guy is not a deity. He never has been. And uh, there's a good chance that he's just a front man that's going to be falling by the wayside quite soon. Yeah, he's taken he's taken a lot of money from uh, the U.S. government, which also needs to be uh, publicly addressed and said. Uh, but okay, uh, so yeah, the last story that we're going to cover before we're going to be taking phone calls is, is of course the major news uh, that happened yesterday, with of course the passing of George H. W. Bush. And Jason, I know you got a lot you want to say about this. Yeah, I got a ton. Um, let's let's talk about it. This, this man came from a social climbing family. Uh, his father, Prescott Bush, uh, was a politician. I believe he was a senator in New York, but he was also in intelligence and one of the main people behind bringing the CIA into existence through the OSS and Project Paperclip after the war. His family did business with uh, April Harriman Banking, okay? He had his property seized, this is Prescott Bush, because of his dealings with Nazis before and after the war from J. Edgar Hoover. And this is a man that rose to those echelons in power through intelligence. Publicly, he was the head of the CIA uh, just out of nowhere, but he's also named in a document during the JFK assassination by J. Edgar Hoover as the lead CIA officer, George Bush. And I've done videos on that. He seems to have his hands in that. And there's a great documentary out there called JFK 2, The Bush Connection. Outside of that, this, was, this, is, this is a man who espoused a new world order like no other as president. After he made his way into the vice presidency, he had connections to a man who walks the street today, Hinckley, who shot the president. Think about that, folks. His brother, Neil Bush, who was also highly involved in the BCCI banking scandal, look into that, got away with it. Uh, thank Robert Mueller and friends for that one, okay? He was supposed to have dinner with uh, John Hinckley's brother because his family were huge donors to the Bush campaign in the early 80s when he was running for president. And when he didn't get the presidency, it was really weird that Reagan got shot by a guy that was associated with him. And a guy that shot the president walks the streets free today. Okay? This is a legacy of a man 
that was in the back pocket of the Kissingers of the world, of the Rockefellers of the world. He is the Iran-Contra mastermind so much that he and Oliver North are actually outed in American Made, and they show a actual vintage news clip during the uh, credits of that where he's asked about his involvement. Now, Lee Hamilton, one of the heads of the 9-11 commissions, a liar extraordinaire, someone who was involved in the Warren Commission, actually stated on television after the Iran-Contra affair blew up and it was all over that the vice president was not honest to us to the degree necessary after reviewing these documents. Basically saying, yeah, of course he lied to us. My point is this. He never paid for his crimes. He reached the most upper echelons of power. He is being praised in the media. And the only criticism, Luke, that I have seen about him, okay, is that he was a whitewasher of the LGBT community. Is that a joke? Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, that's what the Huffington Post, if we're going to go after this guy, in any legitimate fashion. Because again, I'm not here to tell him to burn in hell. I'm not celebrating his death. What I'm hopefully celebrating is that these ideals will die with him, but they won't. Because it wasn't just his vision of a new world order. It was an adaptation of this vision of a new world order that still exists today. And there are still people promoting it today that are alive and well and in power. But you know, again, let's get all those JFK documents out there. Let's prove Jason Burmis is nothing but a conspiracy theorist. And he wasn't in Dallas that day. And he has nothing to do with it. Let's declassify everything involving this tyrant and find out what his true legacy is. And I really truly believe, Luke, as a people, unless we start doing that, unless we get around this national security state we've created and show people our true history, what we've done then we're never going to advance. And I, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, th this guy, people that really think that he was a hero, you know, Bill Clinton doing that op-ed, showing that letter that he got from him when there was civility in the presidency. That's what the media wants to run with, Luke. There was civility when presidents passed on. No, Bill Clinton was his right-hand man in Mena, Arkansas, running cocaine for the Iran-Contra operation. Another career criminal. And I'm not celebrating his life either. Okay, Slick Willie. So, you know, that's my bottom line on this one. Maybe we'll put this out as a separate video. But I got to tell you, Luke, uh, the man lived to 94. And his influence will live on long after. Uh, a lot of influence, a lot of underground stuff, a lot of us, uh, a lot of information for us to still find out about the kind of bigger history and a lot of the actual things that happened uh, with this man. And, and maybe now we'll get some of the JFK documents. Uh, I'm not one for celebrating death. I don't think anyone should celebrate death. We don't want to become the enemy that we're fighting, but there does need to be some hindsight and some kind of kind of greater understanding here, uh, and of course, a, a rational way that is not just filled with uh, any kind of hatred. Uh, that's definitely what we're trying to avoid. I think you definitely uh, nailed the, you know, hit the nail on the head with a lot of the commentary that, that you brought forward, and a lot of the more, inter, you know, important stuff that hasn't been talked about by the mainstream media, because again, it's not an easy topic to talk about, especially after someone you know passes away, you, you have to do it very delicately uh, to make sure it's done properly. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that it, it's a tough one. And, and again, this guy built a dynasty. That's something I really didn't address. You know, his father obviously began that dynasty, as we discussed, being an intelligence, becoming a New York senator. But hey, they got him into the presidency, and they got him into the head of the CIA before that, and the vice presidency before that. And his son, who at the time was the before Barack Obama, he was the least qualified person to be president ever to be elected. He was a one-term governor that had not even served that term, and he got elected. And not only that, he was only a one-term governor because he didn't become baseball's commissioner like he wanted to be. Remember, he was involved in the Texas Rangers. He had no desire to be in politics whatsoever. Again, Neil gets into that big scandal. He can't run anymore. He gets pushed into politics, and he literally becomes president uh, as an eight-year puppet under a clan of people that came up with, in fact, came up with Bush so high that they've made a new movie called Cheney, somebody who was arm-in-arm arm with Bush in the 80s. Defense secretary, you name it, would later be his son's vice president. Okay, Donald Rumsfeld, Paul Wolfowitz, all these guys. Bush, Bush's brain is what people called him. Yeah, well, you know, Bush's brain was actually Karl Rove. And Karl Rove is another one that was brought up. I mean, listen. Well, that whole entire gang, the Rumsfeld, yeah. Cheney, Karl Rove, a lot of those people. Very James Baker. People. I mean, they're, they're still around today. You know, that's, that's the Kissinger clan, bro. And like I said, he's built a political dynasty. Both, you know, his son... Uh, governor down in Florida. He had two governor sons. People know the name Bush, and he helped another dynasty. Without Bush, would there be a Clinton dynasty, Luke? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. And people, that's something you can't talk about in the mainstream. People would think it's absurd that uh, George H.W. Bush helped groom Bill Clinton into the political superstar he became, but that's the truth. So, um, again, uh, that legacy is one that I hope is someday exposed. An important legacy that uh, definitely does uh, need to be covered correctly. I just lost power to my computer. Uh, my phone is a little bit running out. So uh, let's get through some of these super chats. Maybe take some phone calls unless you want to say anything else about the specific topic, Jason. No, nope, that's it. Let's just do it up. Uh, let's see. So you've done... Did we, we did the second Anxious Artificial. Soleil has another one. Your presents are on the way, Luke. Hope you and you, your darling doggies like them. Three hearts and a couple explanation points. Looks like you got some gifts on the way. And then Cowboy wow. Bear. Well, thank you. Well, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, going to check the P.O. box. I'm, I'm going to Instagram it just so people see what's going oh, on. Oh, he's getting the Instagram. Full transparency. <laughs> Full transparency. Cowboy Bear, thank you for the super chat. Are you so mad with career criminals in government when you vote? I mean, Luke's probably going to say, ah, you know, I just protest, vote, and blah, blah. I don't like the system, and I don't like career criminals, and I do vote, actually. I, I mean, yeah. I don't support voting for the lesser of two evils because you're still supporting evil, and the real solution is going to become when we take self-responsibility for ourselves and take the actions that are right for us as individuals instead of looking for mob mentality or some other gangsters to put a gun to someone's head to do what you want. Government is mafia. Uh, and uh, that's my own personal point of view. So we are going to take calls again. I got the ringer on. It is 607-542-9184. That's 607-542-9184. A call in, let us know what you want to talk about, and uh, me and Luke will address 
uh, that in the conversation. Hopefully, we get a couple more calls in. And then there we go. Let's see. You are on live. What's your name? What would you like to talk about? Hi, my name is uh, Nick Unger. Nick Unger with a U. All right, Nick, what's up? And uh, I just Anyone wanted to uh, thank you two so much for being um, the last uh, stance in journalism. You two are the uh, real guerrilla radio. Um, you're the underground. And I appreciate, uh, you, uh, Luke, I appreciate you going to Tijuana, Mexico, and uh, and giving us the true the truth, basically. So that's the... Well, thank That's you, what journalism, journalists do. So. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, Luke, honestly, and we really do appreciate that call. Luke, you being down there and seeing it, uh, you know, like I said, yeah. and, and reporting it and just being amidst the filth and being amidst the thousands of people and the chaos down there, what was it like at the main part of the border? Were they able to mask that at that point when you got down there a couple days later? Or was it there just so much chaos strewn out? Was it almost like... I don't want to call it a treasure trail, but you would see a, a small amount of gathering and then more. And then as you approach the stadium, did it just get out of control? Well, it was, it's chaotic to say the least. Uh, did you have any other, did we have still the call? I, I no. want to know if you had any other questions. I'm going to answer this one first though, before uh, going back uh, to him. Uh, when you, you know, walked around, there's obviously tents all over the street. The baseball field where they were encamped was in a very rough area. Uh, so there was also, uh, you know, a lot of criminal activities from local Tijuanans. So, of course, a lot of people stuck around the main baseball camp. They were all outside and inside of the main kind of skirts of it. Uh, and uh, when the Mexican government kicked them out of that baseball field, uh, there's people who protested by setting up their tents outside, uh, and they weren't moving. And there was about 20 individuals who did that. Uh, so uh, those people are probably going to be moved by the Mexican police shortly uh, away from that area, which was very close to the touristy area, but also was a very shady area. And just walking into it, you just, you know, you knew what you were heading into slowly. And, yeah, obviously it's hit tourism there. We've got another person on the line. Caller, what's your name? What would you like to talk about? Um, it's their favorite snow Mexican, Lee, uh, from Press for Truth. How's it going? Snow Mexican. <laughs> snow Mexican? I don't know snow what Mexican. Come on. Snow Mexican. Look, you love Canada. I've never heard of snow Mexicans. No. Nope. Canadian, uh, Canadian is already like, oh, ugh. Uh, I never heard <laughs> of some snow Mexicans before. Oh, Luke. I like Mexicans. I, I like everybody. What's wrong with Canada? I've, I've never had a bad yeah. experience. I've been there a lot. I mean, but I've been Well, there you know, that's, Luke that's does a have a history issue. with Canada. We did ban him for what? What was it, seven years? Yeah, yeah, I've been banned from Canada. That's why. That's why I have such a distaste towards the Canucks. And like, <laughs> what, what what has come out of Canada? Share, right? Shares from Canada. What else do you guys got? Uh, maple syrup. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, wow, pancakes. No one likes pancakes. Everyone likes waffles. Come on. Uh, that's debatable. But like, I don't know. I, I don't. I kind of don't blame you. I I would like to seek refuge out of this country, uh, considering our prime minister is an absolute joke. Um, that's what I'm actually calling about because um, I want you guys to, I don't know if you actually have addressed the Global Migration Compact that's, that's uh, going to be signed in less than 10 days. Um, it's, you know, uh, all the different countries that are going to be signing their sovereignty away to the UN, um, which makes migration a human right, allowing migrants to go wherever they want for whatever reason. Um, I've been covering the open border up at upstate New York and uh, the border of 
uh, Quebec City or uh, Quebec um, at Roxham Road there. And, you know, the, these countries that are signing the Global Migration Compact are handing over the sovereignty. And to these globalists, like, migration and immigration is a big business. And, uh, you know, even the media is in on it. The media says that, like, you know, if they don't po- positively promote their, their country or positively speak about the Global Migration Compact, that they could actually have their funding taken away from us. So it's important for, for you know, citizen journalists to start talking about this because the mainstream media, there's a complete blackout on this. And uh, I also want to mention the countries that have taken a stance um, against this Global Migration Compact. Um, it's the U.S., Hungary, Poland... Austria, Croatia, Austria, Israel, Australia, Italy, and Slovakia. Um, I mean, look at Poland. They're, they're completely independent. Um, people can learn from that country. And, uh, you know, they're, they're doing great things over there. And I just wanted to thank you guys for doing what you're doing. And uh, I won't keep you time because I, I see Luke is itching to go, and, and he looks kind of uh, hungry or something. So Very hungry. <laughs> Thanks for all you guys do, okay? But this is the conference. This is is what's going to be happening in Morocco in 10 days. Oh, I just hung up on her because she she let go. Uh, But I do Uh, have it right. I have it right here under far-right pressure Europe. Again, the media always spins it when people get I think there's something happening in Morocco that this signing, this thing is happening. Is this what we're talking about here? I I don't. I can't see the chats anymore, by the way. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Yes, yes. It's going to be in Morocco. Yes, yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about going there too, but uh, I was trying to get accreditation to cover that. Uh, I had a friend filling the applications for me. I'm going to have my friend out there. I don't know if I can make it. I'm going to do my best. I don't know what I can do just being outside of there. Maybe there's going to be some protest about it. But uh, Morocco is also a pretty crazy place. So uh, it's a story that I've been hearing about that I definitely do want to cover uh, because it does seem very under the radar, and it does seem like something very significant. But uh, it's going to be something, we're, just so you guys know, we're going to be paying attention to, so definitely stay tuned and subscribe, and mainly just mainly just always remember, sign up on our email list, because if you're not on the email list, uh, there's a good chance that we'll be totally gone and eviscerated from big social media, and the only way you could ever be in touch with us ever is, of course, through one-on-one email communication. Uh, that is the most important way that we could actually engage and talk to you guys so always remember that any uh, go on jason sorry i cut you off no no no, that's good let's take one more phone call uh before i take that i want to say uh breton thim says malcolm x is obama's father no he's not and thank you for the super chat tiger tiger is peace well thank you tiger we got two of them here um let's go with this one all right we're gonna undo that you are live with uh luke and jason what's your name what would you like to talk about Hey, Brent. Uh, hey, Jason. Uh, this is actually for you. My name's Brenton. Um, so since you're into the whole Preston Bush, and that seems to be the topic of the day, mm-hmm. this is just my little thought to be completely wrong. But uh, um, what do you think about the uh, possibility of uh, um, Malcolm X being uh, Obama's father and Jackie Kennedy perhaps being his mother? Oh, obviously. Uh, if, you look at, if you look at Martin <laughs> Luther King's sex parties with Jackie Kennedy, possible he had a brown baby or she had a brown baby in a CIA, President Bush took him to Kenya, and uh, now we have President President Obama. I could be dead wrong, but it just looks lots of coincidences, you know? I mean, I would say this, my man, I think that's kind of funny, but what we do really have is that Obama's white mother was um, getting pictures of herself taken naked by Frank Marshall. Those are actually publicly available. Um, uh, Of course you would know that, Jason. I had no idea about that. Really? So Frank Marshall... 
Um, that's actually one of the big Corsi, uh, Corsi things. After Corsi got away from Obama being born in Kenya, he said that he was actually born in Hawaii, but the reason that he, uh, I think Joel Gilbert made that film, that everything was doctored is that he was basically a, a raised through the Kissinger Institute, which his mother did work for, and apparently this guy worked for too, and this is who she was supposedly having an affair with. Now, he was taking nude pictures of her, pictures of her with other women as well. Pretty uh, shocking stuff for the day. So that, to me, my friend, is a lot more possible if we're talking about Jack, poor Jackie O. I mean, you know, she had to be right next to her husband where his head was blown off in public and then had to basically stand next to the guy that helped orchestrate his murder, Lyndon B. Johnson, and say everything was all right. It's pretty nuts. Uh, reality is stranger than fiction, but that is too strange for my belief. But then again, Luke, if you believe in the multiverse and the quantum theory, that had to have happened. Anything's possible. I'm just like, I don't know what to believe or who to believe. Uh, I'm just like, uh, yeah, anything's possible. Question everything and uh, always keep an open mind. But some of the things are a little bit more ridiculous than others. Let's just admit that. Patrick Sagoon says, why do people want to go Canada from the States? Um, I yeah, don't... yeah. Why would you want to go to Canada? It's colder, <laughs> freezing, they're filled with Canadians. Ugh. Filled with Canadians? Oh, man, <laughs> you are terrible. How dare you? I have a personal grievance against the Canadians. Are you allowed back in right now? Are you back? Are you uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lawyer. I have to get a lawyer involved. Uh, have a whole bunch of paperwork. Every time I go into Canada, it's always like, oh, are they going to interrogate me again? Are they going to rip apart every single piece of thing that I have with me and um, keep me in a holding cell for eight hours because I dare to have a political opinion that they may not agree with? So it's just, it's just always like, I'm a cat, and then it's always cold. And then uh, some of the interactions I had with people there, I'm like, more of a Mexican person, to be honest. Uh, Mexicans <laughs> prefer that country a lot more than uh, the Canucks. No offense if you're Canadian. Uh, you guys won't tell me you're offended anyway. You'll just say sorry. And that's okay. That's fine. Uh, it's just going too far. <laughs> All right. Is that going to do it? Are we going to wrap it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted. My, all my batteries are dying. Uh, I'm here somewhere, like literally in the streets of Southern, uh, California. So, uh, I think, I think it would be good, uh, to call it here. We've been going on for a while. Uh, really, really, really just, uh, I think I, I like the show. This, this is fun. This was a good show that we did. No, yeah, it was a good one. I mean, a lot of news this week. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, a lot of surprising news. Uh, I, I would have thought... I would have thought yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been absolutely insane. Would not have predicted the riots, obviously. Didn't see that coming. I would have always thought that Kissinger... I, honestly, the way I found out about Bush is all of a sudden it popped up in my messenger while I was doing something else. Um, Ding Dong, the Bohemian Grove High Priest is dead. And I just assumed that it was Kissinger. And then, of course, I looked and I saw that. I mean, Kissinger's going to... He might outlive what Rockefeller did at 101. Henry Kissinger is going to live to age 500. Let's just admit it. Let's just be honest here. He's going to live for a while. All right, folks. I want to direct everybody over to the Pulse Change channel. Please like and subscribe that one as well. Make sure you like and subscribe here 
hit those notifications, share these videos, go over to the Facebook page where a lot of the news that we don't cover on this show but is just as important is also posted. Uh, you get great memes there, links to other videos, other ways to share our content. Sign up for the newsletter to make sure you get all our videos in a week. And if you can, become a premium member here or over at the website and get even more bonus stuff. Luke? Yeah, um, thank you, Jason, for uh, doing the show with me. It was really fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, share it with your friends and family members. Really appreciate all the amazing human beings that make this broadcast, that make this independent media organization possible. It's mainly you. Again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Stay tuned for a lot more. I'm going to keep busting my butt, working my hardest to give you the actual truth of what's happening on the ground, all over the world, anytime, any place. Love you guys. Stay tuned for more.